This is Mirrored Up, Episode 2. This is Jared Campbell. In this episode, I'll be sitting down with Carl Obrey. He is a striving entrepreneur who has been involved in multiple different businesses. Please join me as we sit down and discuss his journey from a young cell phone salesman from years ago to now being a hemp grower and a growing businessman. We will discuss this and more. Carl, man, thank you for coming in and sitting with me. I'm excited. I know you're a busy guy, man. I've been trying to get you in here for a couple of weeks and uh, here we yeah, are. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a busy world we live in. We got to take time for things we want to do. Absolutely. So. And plus you're busy. You got wife and kids. Yeah, I got wife and kids, six kids to be exact. And uh, yeah, it's it's just a busy world we live in for awesome. sure. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time, man. It's it's a, I know it's a time away from your family and what you got going on to come and hang out with me, sit down. No, this is fun. But uh, I'm excited <laughs> what we can talk into, man. Yeah. Uh, Carl, I grew up with you. I grew up with you. We went to school together. You're a couple years older than me. But uh, I kind of got, there's a story you've got. And I want to, I want to pull that story out of you. And and honestly, thinking back, kind of going back to the beginning is I've, I've known you as the cell phone guy. And that's yeah. where you started is as a cell phone guy, which now you've turned into a place where now you're, you're selling hemp and you're getting other businesses. Yeah. But let's kind of go back and let's kind of get into the story of where the cell phones have kind of led you. Yeah, dude, life's crazy like that. Like, so, I mean, I, I, I preach this all the time. Um, every decision we make in life, whether it's good or bad, has led you and I to right here where we're talking. Like, I could have made one decision and not been here today. Like, it's crazy. I mean, it really blows your mind if you really think about it. And so... I never regret things. I never, you know, like you can do something that's not good or whatever, but like you, you can't, you have to like just roll with it, you know? And, uh, so yeah, you, you asked me about, you know, cell phones and that's kind of what started me in my, uh, career of, of being an entrepreneur. I just love starting things and, and reaping the benefits from it, but it's stressful. I mean, there's so many different things that tie into it. So what, what got you into cell phones to begin with? Technology, maybe. I mean, I was, I, I started, so before I, I served a mission for my church. Right. And uh, right before my mission, I was, I was working for my brother doing like um, telecells and I hated it. I hated talking on the phone, but I did like cells. It was, it was fun. And, uh, you know, I just did that. I went on my mission. I uh, had an amazing uh, mission president that taught me so much about like just business. He, he, that's what he did for a living. He'd go into businesses and get them productive and profitable again. Okay. And so I was able to work with him quite a bit. And so that- Where'd you serve your mission? Yeah, Washington and Oregon. Okay. So right there. on that Columbia River. Okay. It was a new mission at the time, but it was a great experience. Like, uh, you know, I tell everybody, whether you, you go on a mission t- uh, for, for the purpose of teaching the gospel or- I mean, it sounds bad, but I mean, if they can just go, they will grow up and they will learn so much things, right? you know, to prepare them for life. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. And, uh, so anyway, we're kind of trailing off a little bit, but like, so, so how I got into cell phones kind of funny. Um, I actually was trying to move back down. I was living up in the Payson area and I was trying to move back down to Sevier County, you know, cause that's where my, and, and I, and I was married before. So this is my first wife. And, uh, we, we lived in there in Payson and we were wanting to move back to Sevier County. We both were from there and I interviewed for the, the prison there in Gunnison and, uh, did everything passive flying colors. I got skinny again and, you know, did all that stuff and took the test. And there was a personality test at the time. And they just said that 
I would take too much home. You know, just it, it wasn't for me. And I was really let down at the time, but all based off your per- personality, personality, off that test. yeah, yeah, off that test. That was the only thing. I mean, I passed everything else, at least I, I think, right? You know? Which that's only one test of multiple because you have, psych- yeah. you know, psychology tests, there's different things. And oh, yeah, it must have been that one. Yeah, personality it, it was test. weird. Uh, it's funny because my brother's actually just getting hired on there and they say they don't have that test anymore. So okay. once again, I mean, I, I count my blessings, right? I mean, right. Because that could have led me on a to- whole, whole different path for life. Right. But uh, so anyway, so I, I go back to just, I'm like, what can I do? I'm living in Payson. There was a cell phone shop. I'm like, well, I just, I'll just start working there. And at the time, cell phone um, sales was really profitable. I mean, you'd sell one phone and make like $150 as a salesman. Just off it, the sale. And it wasn't, there was no text messaging at the time. <laughs> that was like a new thing. I mean, it was crazy. So I got to see the whole industry change from that to like, you know, smartphones. And I mean, it was just crazy. But so I start there and, you know, I, I try to do a hundred percent with everything I do. And within a, within a month or two, they promoted me to go open a new store up in uh, Salt Lake area. So we moved up to Salt Lake, um, went good there. I was a manager, uh, doing really well there. And then, you know, I get this idea. I want to move down to Sevier County again. And so I, I, Call Two Brothers was the company that was down here in Richfield that was a cell phone shop. Got hired on with them. Things just didn't work out. I worked there for like three months and I just found out the grass wasn't greener. I mean, they didn't pay as good commissions and this and that. I just wasn't able to live off what they were paying. So I call the CEO of the company I worked for before and say, hey, like, found out the grass isn't greener. Can I come back? And I mean, once again, like everything leads you to something better if you keep going. And uh, he goes, he laughs. He's like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an opportunity to come back, but I'm going to give you the worst store the company has. And it's, uh, I mean, it's nearing close. I mean, they're going to close it soon if things don't change. Right. Mike, well, I'm willing to do it. Where is it at? And he says, St. George. And so, you know, I, we pack up everything, move to St. George. and. It was just sheer um, lack of effort and desire on the salespeople's side that that store was like only doing like 3,000 gross profit a month. This isn't very good. No, I wasn't even paying like, I mean, they were paying to have that store open. Right. I mean, the, the, rent, the rent was 3,000, right? So they were making enough to like pay the rent, but not their employees. Long story short, first month, we, I mean, just off traffic that's coming in the store, we went from three to 10,000. In gross profit, and uh, it just went up from there. And then they, then I, I come to the company again, and we had one in the mall, and found somebody that was really good, and went with it. And, you know, I hired him. Right. And uh, you always hire people that could even be better than you. Yeah. Like a lot of people make a big mistake because they're intimidated, they're worried that uh, they're going to take their job. But if you do it right, you know, and you take them under your wings and you teach them how to be you, then you can move up the chain. Right. You know, and, and so that's where a lot of people lose that or, or uh Well, there's a misunderstanding that. there. Yeah. And that's a lot, a lot of people as supervisors, they, they get intimidated, but that's the whole way of understanding is right. if you can hire them and have them replace you, then you can move on and go do better things. Yeah. And that's, that's a concept that a lot of people don't quite comprehend. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's their... It's her pride, whatever it is, but it gets to them. And so 
So I hire this guy, you know, he's really good at what he does. I wasn't afraid of that. And, uh, he does really good at the mall and long story short, I, I come to him a couple months later, we have another store. They shut down. They're still paying the lease. It's been shut down for a year and a half. I'm like, I can get that store to make money again. And this is in St. George. This is in St. George too. So they had already shut down this one. They were near shutting the mall and this one. And within, I would say six months, we, we got, we got the right people in and we turned those stores into all profitable stores. I mean, making good money. And, uh, at that point, the company rewarded me, made me a, an area manager, kept working hard and hiring people and doing all those things. And, and what's fun, like what I love about this stuff is teaching people, uh, you know, how to be successful in life in different aspects of life. Um, I always try to teach everyone I, I'm around about karma. I mean, helping people and then the, see the blessings flow in, right? Right. And so um, we would do, I would do that a lot. I'd mentor these people. I'd say, this is a brick and mortar I'm giving you, but you're your own business owner. You can make as much money or as little money as you want. But if you take this, like you take true ownership in this store, then you're going you're gonna to go far in life. Just right. treat it like your own business. And that went so far. And so you didn't have to be in the store babysitting. You, they would take care of it. They would clean it they, without even asking, you know? It was their baby. And, yeah. It's their business. So I'd always instill that in people. And then like, it's fun to see now, like all these people, like, like the ones that really were go-getters, they're all doing little businesses now and have their own things, you know? It's, it's really cool. And we all stay in contact and all that. So anyway, long story short, I mean, life kicks you. Um, you know, so I, I got up to, uh, what was it? Seven stores in Southern Utah. Everything was going good. I built a brand new home there in uh, hurricane and won't go too personal, but my wife of five years decided to leave me. Right. And, uh, you know, it was really hard. Like went into a deep depression. Uh, you know, like they, they transferred me. So like right at that time, they transferred me to Vegas and I was managing 12 stores there, living out of a hotel. I was able to pick whatever hotel I wanted to stay in. So I'd stay at different ones every week. Right. Um, but it was tough. And this is while you're still managing the ones in St. George. Yeah. So I had left St. George. They had me, they promoted me. To, like they, they basically said, you're going to be vice president someday and you need to come down to Las Vegas and fix that market. Right. They had a really bad, uh, a really hard time trying to keep employees because employees would fly in like thinking, oh, I'm going to go start a new life in Vegas, right? And they, they get pulled into that Las Vegas lifestyle. So they, they would literally, you'd get them hired, you would like get them going, and then they would lose their butts. I mean, they would, they would fall flat on their face. They'd get caught up in the party life, the Las Vegas lifestyle, and then have to go home. Right. Throw it all the way. Yeah. And so it was just a constant cycle. I mean, we had robberies all the time, theft inside the stores. I mean, it was a really tough market. And they wanted me to make that same kind of market that we had up in Southern Utah. Right. And here you so, are married with two kids or yeah, however many kids Yeah. At and the time. I'm going through a divorce and I, I you know, I, I lose my two kids. I mean, because that's just kind of how things work with divorce, especially in Utah. The, right. The, the woman always gets the kids. So, the, I mean, I was struggling a lot and I'm, I'm trying to do that as well. But we did good. We persevered. And, I, you know, I, I started hiring people that were more like there long-term. In Vegas. Yeah, not move-ins, transients. Okay. 
And we also started working with the, the local churches there and trying to hire within those. Right. And that helped quite a bit, actually. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was, a, it was a, an adventure, but it just drained me being there and that lifestyle. And so I quit. I mean, I just up and just left it. I mean, I was making really good money, really. I mean, they paid for everything and I just wasn't happy. You know, I was in that low. Well, especially with given your divorce and, and the situation with your kids, man, it's hard to just have all that. You, yeah, you got the business, you got the work, what you're going yeah. and the money. But when the family's not there, it just changes it's, things. It means everything. I mean, family is everything. If you don't, if I don't have family, I mean, I'll go on business trips now for my, my work and sitting in a hotel room by yourself. It's so empty. Oh yeah. It's you depressing. Know? It is. <laughs> yeah. I, I yearn to be home as fast as I can. Right. And, uh, so you sold that or you, you dropped out of there. You yeah, got I dropped out, there. out and I, and you know, I could go on forever, but like at that point I started working just a really basic job. I started working at a boy's home ranch. It was, uh, an academy and they were really troubled youth and it was really rewarding. Right. Wasn't making very much money, but it was really fun. And, and while I was doing that, cause I'd worked night shifts, I thought of an app and this app was unreal. Right. Like it was going to make me... <laughs> A billionaire, you know, like that's what, that's how excited I was, but I was broke. And, uh, I, I, appro I, I was approached by a guy and he's like, you know, you, you seem like good, you have a good head on your shoulders. And I, you know, we were just talking at the gym one day and, you know, he said I was interested, he's interested in the app. So I kind of tell him a little bit without, you know, signing a NDA and all that stuff. Right. And, uh, and this is when apps were getting big. Yeah, this, this is right when cell phones and you got the Androids and everything yeah, going. There was, this is a big there was deal. nothing. I mean, so, so to give you a little bit of an idea what it was. So I go approach this guy. He really likes the idea. He invests into me. You know, it was about 50000 And we started developing it with, you know, I don't know how to develop an app. Right. I just have an idea for an app. So we started working with a company out of India. And we had to stay up at, you know, wake up at two in the morning, talk to this guy with broken English and develop this app. And, and what was it? It was called deals with it with a Z. And what it was, it was like, it was a GPS based app and it was, it was based off like, so like, let's say you're in Richfield and every business would be listed on there and you could find a deal with it. So instead of just going to Google and Googling a business, it would pop up every business that's registered with deals with it and it would give a, a deal with it. Okay. Right? So instead of just getting directions to uh, the grocery store, it would actually have coupons and they were digital coupons. You don't have to have a big stack of coupons, you know? Right. And uh, then there was like, you know, we had it. So it was a digital punch pass. Okay. Like, so instead of carrying a bunch of punch passes, punch passes, like you would just scan a QR code. I mean, this is really way before all this <laughs> stuff. You're saying, Carl, like this is, this is already there. No, like this point, there was nothing like it. Right. And uh, it, it was pretty cool. We had that punch card program. We had, um, you would have different advertising models, like for gold, silver, or platinum for the, that's how you'd make your money is basically advertising with those companies. Okay. But, but long story short, I mean, it was, I was learning as a business guy and uh, he got 51% in okay. the company with his, and I had no idea about that. So when you own 51% of a company, you have full control over it. Absolutely. Majority yeah, rules. Majority rules. So I, it was a learning lesson for me, but uh, yeah, he ended up driving the app into the ground, 
We had franchises all across the country lined up. I mean, it was going to go places, but his greed just, just drove sucked. it into the ground. Right. Yeah. And so, so it fell, apart. fell apart. Now I'm like, what do I do now? Because I was banking off that. And so I went back to doing cell phones and uh, we started our own company. It was called Wireless Tools. And we just started with one Verizon store. And within uh, two years, we had three. We opened one in St. George, one in Washington, and then one up in Beaver. And uh, went really well. We were doing really good. We had the same model as, you know, what I did with the other company, the other Verizon company before that. And uh, then I had the opportunity to move back home again. I mean, you, you see this like track, like <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to get back home because I, I really wanted my kids to, uh, you know, grow up in a community like this. Right. That we, that I had to experience and all that. Because it's just so much better. And for those I mean, that don't know, they don't understand. When you got a graduating class like you did of 110 kids. <laughs> right. And they, grow, they go from their, call, their school of 1,000 kids. There's just no comparison. This is crazy. Different. Right. And, Absolutely. Um, so grateful that we were able to move up here and we're still here. But, but back to that. So, so we, we move up back up to our home. We're, we're digging ground on our new home that we're going to build. And uh, I get a call from Verizon. And Every so many years, you have like a contract renewal. Through Verizon. Through Verizon. Okay. And so it was up, but it was actually, it, everyone was making it sound like it was going to be great. We're going to be able to negotiate commissions, get a better deal. I mean, and we just passed up selling our company for a million dollars to another company like prior months. Right. And so um, anyway, so we go into this meeting and they're like, just rip the bandaid off. They just say, Carl you know, you're a great dealer and everything like that, but we're not growing with the little guys anymore. Gotcha. I mean, it was like, dude, I, I didn't know what to do. I was like, am I going to have to go work at the mine? What am I going to have to do? Because here you are already building a house. You're already yeah. set. Set in stone. I mean, like, can't just go back to St. George. And uh, it, was, it was a tough deal, but you just persevere. And I, I started analyzing. I'm like, okay, I've been selling internet on the side. You know, it was, it was called Biven at the time. Right. It's now InfoWest. Um, but, and we were selling Dish and Direct and we were doing pretty good. It was really good money, but I wasn't doing it full time. Right. So literally, um, I go into that, I, I start knocking doors. I mean, I went and knocked doors for, for a good month or two. Majority of here in Sevier County. Yeah, just in Sevier County, right. just trying to drum up business. And it's the worst thing to knock doors. <laughs> I mean, I hate it. But, um, you know, I, I just started that way. And then we, you know, about one month, two months into it, I opened up a shop. I'm like, okay, let's, let's try this. Let's get a shop going. And it just, you know, the community wrapped their arms around me and I made sure to take care of every single person that, I mean, in a small community, you got to do that. Absolutely. Everybody I mean, knows who you are. Yeah. Everyone knows who you are. Right. And if you do a bad job for one person, I'll hear it. 20, 30 people already, you know, they'll never do business with you. Right. So you have to take care of every single individual, whether it's your fault or not, you take care of them. And here you are starting a storefront for yeah. internet. So yeah. they can come to your store, but you're also trying to get everything yeah. going trying on to, at the same time. Trying to keep it going, yeah, by door to door. So so anyway, it just takes off. Like, uh, we were really blessed. Um, I started gathering all the internet providers in the area. So I, I up to date now, I have every single provider in Sevier County. Or I really cover from... Ephraim, Clear Down to St. George. Like okay. we cover all those areas. 
We do all the internet, all the TV, and it's been really good gig. So do you have shops down south or is this? So to let that go. Yeah, no, we don't have shops down there. But but my partner that does all the installations, he lives in St. George. Okay. And so, but we cover the whole thing. I mean, they, we just do it through social media is, is a really good way of marketing. I mean, I mean, that's how I've made all my money is social media. Right. And, uh, so yeah, that's how we do it. We just advertise on social media and Google and let it go from there. Yeah. People call. And now, you know? and now here you are shifting gears and now you're going another direction yeah, with, with the hemp that you're involved I, in. So we, yeah, so we have that going and life is going good once again. And, and meanwhile, I forgot to mention the most important part. I met an amazing lady while I was down there right after, right during that app development stage, I met a beautiful lady and she had two kids from her prior marriage that didn't quite work out. And, uh, we got married, we got married in Vegas. Sweet. Yeah. It was just, we drove <laughs> down I said, do you want to get married? And we got married. We got, we went into, uh, it's not like what most people think is, <laughs> you know, you can't just go to a chapel and get married on, off the street. You actually have to go to a courthouse. Okay. Show them your identification, get that marriage license and then go get married. We were so poor, just by the way, we were so poor at the time. Um, you know, from the divorce and everything else, I was donating plasma. I mean, look at my arm right here, this divot. Right. Pretty big, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I donated plasma twice a week. I mean, that was my, my food. Right. You know, 240 bucks. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, we went down to Vegas. We had like enough for a hotel and enough to get married. And we even were going to drive through the drive-thru because we were kind of embarrassed. We're just like, let's get this done. And uh, the drive-thru, they said it was an extra 20 bucks. So for the convenience, yeah, for the convenience. So, so we're like, well, shoot, we'll just go get married, you know? So we walk in and we get married and it was a cool experience (laughs) for what it was. And we were married and, uh, that that's so, so back to, you know, where we were at in the story, you know, it went on, we had two kids and we were breaking ground and that'll happen. And then we started the, the connection zone is what it's called. We do all the internet and, uh, Get settled in, not even one year into our home, and my wife gets diagnosed with cancer. It's a big blow. It was a huge blow, and uh, it was it was a tough. I mean, we and it's not this, just cancer. You know, you think of cancer different ways. Oh, Obviously, yeah. different people think of it different oh, yeah. ways, but you think of different things growing on the inside of you or whatever yeah. the dynamic. But hers wasn't necessarily that same direction. It was oh. it was in her bones, right? In the, yeah, yeah. So it was it was in her bones, the bone marrow. I mean. We found a lump in her leg and the doctors didn't really think it was that much or that big of a deal. You know, we decided to get it pulled out because of our tuition right. and, uh, luckily we did cause it was, it was cancer and we immediately go up to Huntsman and, and, uh, start the treatments and, uh, not even, oh, I'd say two months in, right. The very end of the treatment, she gets really sick. And, uh, they don't know what's going on and she's, she's so bad. I mean, within a week we had her on life support. And this is when you say treatment, you're talking about chemo. Yeah. Chemo. They were, they were, you know, and, and basically with that treatment, I mean, they're killing you. Absolutely. They're killing every cell in your body. And with the hopes of getting brand new cells that aren't mutated and you start out new and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but we got to that point and they, uh, she's, she gets put on life support. She's dying. I mean, we even, while she was on life support, they're still trying to figure out what's going on. And, um, I mean, they're telling me that, you know, the chances of her survival is really low. 
I mean, they're telling me this is the next step. And meanwhile, they find out what it is. And it was uh, it was a thing you can get down in the deserts of like Arizona, St. George, uh, California, but it's called Valley Fever. That's like the easiest way, but it's like coccidiosmosis. Okay. Um, but it's just in the dirt. It's a fungus. And uh, everyone breathes it in in those areas. I mean, you lived in Las Vegas for a while. Right. So I guarantee you breathed it in and your body just absorbed it and you can get a little fever. Some cases you get a fever for a week and then you're done. Okay. Well, in other cases of immune systems, this and that. Well, especially if your immune system's fighting yeah. you. So her immune so system, fact- yeah, her immune system, it was there. I mean, I remember actually her going and running, like she started CrossFit and she got really sick like a week after. She was running really hard and outside and she got really sick for a couple of weeks when we were down there. And I think that's when she got it. Okay. But, but anyway, it, we didn't know. And I mean, they were doing every test under the sun. They're growing and, and fungus, you can't just do a blood test. You have to like actually grow it. Right. So that's why it took weeks for them to figure it out. And they finally figured it out to get her this medicine. It's like a, it looks like a Mountain Dew, you know, like in a bag and they start giving it to her. It's really harsh to the body. I mean, everything in cancer is harsh for the body. Absolutely. It's just crazy. But so this treatment for the fungus, same thing. So they, they get her. I mean, she starts coming out of it. She had to learn how to talk again, learn how to walk. Um, we had her in a rest home for a couple months to get her strength back. And I mean, she's a walking miracle. I mean, she, she, her mom passed away at age 28, same age that she got cancer. Um, and she never had a mom. And she, she said she'd never let her kids not have a mom. Right. And and here we are. Yeah. I mean, she's the miracle. It's uh, been five years now. She's cancer free. So, so there was, I mean, there's been hills. I mean, she, she got out. We chose not to do treatment for a while. Comes back. We have to do a bone marrow transplant this time. So that's really, I mean, they take you down to nothing. Right. And uh, I mean, no cell left in your body. I mean, they say you're dead. And then they bring you back. And we had a donor from Germany, believe it or not, that was the best match she had. And uh, they flew it in a plane, like just like you'd see in the movies, like with a suitcase strapped to your arm. And they brought it in, put it in her, and it's blood. It's not like what most people think when a bone marrow, because bone marrow is kind of a thicker thing. But right. nowadays they just spin it out of the blood. Okay. And just and, pump it uh, in. Yeah, they just pump it in. Okay. It, it was just like a pink flesh or purplish color of blood. And right. that was her birthday. And everything was going good. And then once again, something else happened. So like, there's like a 20% chance that somebody can get graft versus host. And what that is, is basically the new stem cells, it's an immune system, right? Right. Coming into the body. Yeah, coming into the body. It's a new one. You got rid of your old stem cells that caused the cancer in the first place. But now these stem cells are like, this isn't my heart. This isn't my lungs. This isn't my muscles. Like, so it started attacking. Right. And- we thought it was going to be a temporary thing, but it's turned into a permanent thing. She has to take steroids every day. I mean, and she's got, she's got to have two hip replacements now because the steroids are just deteriorating her bones. And you've been through that. Your right. mom passed away from cancer. Absolutely. And it's a horrible thing. It's hor- Yeah. It, well, the, see. the cancer tears down your body and the chemo does the same thing. It's yeah. just everything with it. So. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I'm just proud of her. I mean, I look up to her every day and so many people, 
and we we don't get mad. You can't get mad at God or anything like that. I mean, it's just life is here to give us strengthening. I mean, it, it's these trials that make us better, right? And, Absolutely. Um, yeah. So we we look at it that way, and we've looked and we've been able to help a lot of people. Brittany like sharing her story because she's very um, willing to share this story on social media, and she's been able to help so many people you know, that have struggled, is struggling with cancer currently or have, and, uh, it's been a good thing altogether. I right. mean, you just look at everything as a blessing. So anyway, that moves me into the next phase. I mean, so we still have the connection zone, but during this treatment, Brittany, she has nausea all the time, all these different things. So we had to go the alternative route to help with that nausea. And that was THC. That was, uh, you know, we, we got a medical card, went down to Las Vegas or, you know, Mesquite and right. we'd get her that stuff, but, and it helps so much, but you know, there is always a, but, and, and it just, uh, it made it so she was feeling better, less pain, but she wasn't able to live. And I was like, there's gotta be a better alternative. Um, and, and going back just a little bit, given the fact that you, I'm sure you guys tried other medications. Oh yeah. There's other medications for nausea and other yeah. things that oh, way, yeah. but, but when you're going through chemo and steroids and different things that way, they don't always work that way. Well, every medicine has a side effect, right? I mean, you did, you take this one, then you have to take this drug and you take this drug and then you have to take this drug. Absolutely. I mean, she, I mean, at that point she's probably taking 20 different medications, right? And I, I'm just saying that as the fact that it's not like off a whim, like, Hey, let's try THC. No, let's try no. marijuana. Let's go down that road. But, no, it, but it was, it was after a process of what you guys were going yeah, through. Yeah, we were, we were processing it, trying to figure it out. We'd, you know, you read all this stuff on the internet and, uh, you, you can't, you can't believe it, right? but, but you got to at least, I mean, it could be truth there. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, so yeah, we went down that path. I mean, it did help her for what it was. I'm not like, you know, a, a completely like mad that we went down that path, but, but I did see some benefits from it. And meanwhile, the state of Utah legalized the, the growing of hemp. Um, and, uh, I jumped right in. I'm like, I want to, I want to study this plan. I want to learn it. And, uh, when you say jump in, that's not just studying it, man. Here you are trying to grow it and do what you <laughs> no, can. I mean, so. I didn't know. I, I've never, you know, <laughs> I, well, one thing, I mean, I mean, I've never smoked anything like, right. ever in my life. And, uh, I mean, this stuff is a foreign thing. I don't know how to grow it. I mean, some of these people that were in the industry, I mean, they grew it in their basements kind of thing, you know, yeah. but I had no knowledge. So. I, that first year, um, I went and visited all the farms. I went and worked for free. I would say, Hey, my name's Carl. I, I want to learn the industry. Right. I'm, I'm here to help you for free. Did you stick around here? Did you go to California? Yeah, no, we, we did anyway, it here in Utah. Right here. So okay. uh, the big company in Monroe was right. there. Which they had and, about 120 acres. That yeah, they, they were had trying 120 to work. acres. I mean, it was a disaster, right? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I was able to learn from them, you know? To a point. And right. then I went and uh, met with another farm in Annabelle, worked with them, trimmed the buds. I mean, just learning the lingo, right? And uh, everything else. And so, yeah. So by the, by the time, like three months into it, I started doing an indoor grow, um, growing the plants there. I mean, such an amazing plant. I right. mean, there's so many things that can go wrong. I mean, you can, a light leak, they call it. I mean, just a simple like flashlight hitting it when it's dark. Cause they, they go by, they grow by photosynthesis. So like basically to get them to flower, it has to, the days have to shorten. 
And so then they go, oh, it's time to die. And they start to produce their offspring, which is seed okay. for the next year. Cause they just grow once a year. And, uh, so anyway, back to the light leak. So like if you're turning them into flower, there's one little flashing light. It can cause hermaphrodation. And hermaphrodation is basically the plant trying to, because we're keeping the males out. So backpedaling a little bit, we're trying to keep the rooster out of the hen house. So okay. we eat eggs without it being Fertilized. taken care of. Right. And uh, those, those eggs have so much nutrients in it because that egg was going to grow a chicken. Right? right. And so same thing with hemp flour. Um, is you're taking the rooster out of the hen house and you're going to take the egg yolk. That egg yolk is essentially that flower. So if you have one male in that whole grow room or that outdoor grow, that whole crop can be ruined and have seed in it. And that seed takes away from the nutrients and makes it so it's not full of nutrients. So how are you determining one's a female, one's a male? Um, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, no. So <laughs> one rooster in the morning they, or? They, they've uh, figured that out. They got feminized seed. So okay. they have a way of, of making them all feminized, but the genetics, we're, we're kind of playing God there, right? So the genetics, um, they want to turn back and that's where you get that hermaphrodation, right? Okay. So we're keeping these males from coming in, but then you have a hermaphrodite come in and it basically has the male parts and the female and they self-pollinate Okay, and they all can ruin your whole crop. All on their own. Yeah. Okay. And, and, but certain stressors cause that too. So okay. like if you don't water, you don't get the right nutrients, it can cause it. Okay. Um, light stresses, like the, the light leak can cause it. I mean, so you're going through, so most of them should be female plants, but, but you do, you get probably a 1% to 2% chance of a male and it's pretty easy to spot them. And you can, as long as you catch them, catch them before you turn them. So like when you're growing indoor, you're, you're playing the role of the seasons. Right. So they don't, they will it. not start to flower until you start turning down the lights earlier in the day, earlier in the day. And then they're like, oh, winter's coming. And, it and they off start of that to, light. they start to produce. And so, um, yeah, that's, it's just an interesting process. <laughs> it's really crazy. I mean, I had no idea how complex the plant was. It's amazing. So, and, uh, yeah, go ahead. So I was going to say, we kind of jumped right into that, that aspect of, of growing already. I just want to go back a little bit more. So, yeah. so you talked about your wife, Brittany, and, and yeah. getting involved with the CBD, or the t, you know, jumping from THC to that. Yeah. I'm assuming you started investigating it and reading about it. Did you guys start trying it then and then start noticing the side effects then? Yeah. And so then we start getting into yeah, it. Yeah. So we were doing CBD um, oils and, you know, they helped, but they weren't helping as much as we were hoping. And so, you know, it's just advancing at a fast pace now. Because it's, it's legal nationwide. Right. And just more and more research is going into it. Um, so, I mean, even at the time before we started growing, yeah, like we were using CBD oil, but it's just, they call it full spectrum CBD oil. It has a, like the legal amount of THC, which doesn't even make you high at all. Right. Like it's, a it's small just percentage. It's not even, you can't even call it as there. Right. Right. But, um, and, and just going back to the plants, like, so... Uh, the plants, and I really think hemp was the original plant on earth. Before, right? before marijuana came. Yeah. And, and men tried to pervert it and, and they, and they've made genetics and they've made it like more and more potent. And, uh, I mean the plants today versus even the plants and we're talking marijuana for a second, right? Like the plants that, 
you know, the people that were smuggling across the borders when my dad was a cop. I mean, that stuff was maybe 10% THC. Right. Which now not that, and now they're like 20, 25, 28% THC. So like, it's not even the same plant, but, but they also do it the opposite way. So that's how hemp was made. They, they started doing these genetic modifications, getting it back to that plant. And uh, yeah, I mean, CBD basically is like, I mean, a really good plant. And, and it's also about the nutrients, the growing method, everything. But if you get a really good plant, you can get like 18% CBD. So it's like, it flops in ratios. So 18% CBD and 0.03 in THC. Right. And so... Yeah, it's it's just interesting the whole modifications of the plants and all that stuff. Well, and I've had people ask me just with my job of law enforcement, wondering what my opinion is with CBD and THC, and a lot of people say, "Well, it's the same thing." And I've, I've even tried to tell them <laughs> on my own, say, "Well, technically, yeah. it's not." And again, yeah. you've made some good examples, but one example I give to them is talking about corn. Yeah, I said there's sweet corn and there's field corn. Yeah, nobody wants to eat field corn. It doesn't taste that good, but cows love it, and that's what it's made for. And it's 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 awesome for that. Yeah. But when it comes to sweet corn, it's a totally different strain of it. It's a totally different side of it that is not the same. It's 100% right. And I'd say the same with marijuana and, and hemp. And I've had, had that battle. I mean, people were like so mad at me and like thought I was such a bad person for doing this in this valley. Right. I mean, but it was lack of education. And uh, there is good things that, that come from it, you know? And um, so anyway... So I'm growing, I'm learning. I mean, we, our first crop was a complete failure. Okay. You know, we had 500 plants. We had that light leak. Okay. Out of 500 plants, four or a hundred of those become hermaphrodites and, and not catching one pollen sack can ruin the whole crop. So anything of that sort. As soon as you get them into the black, into the darkness, you don't want any light. Okay. You can't even go in there with a flashlight. You okay. just leave that room alone. And so but given it's a greenhouse, so it does have outside. Yeah. <laughs> well, so outside we, were grow, we were growing this in an actual like old, like calf farm that we converted into it. So there was like a couple windows. Cause I was like, oh, you know, I'm a novice. I'm like the, this extra light that's coming from the sun free, is, free is good. Right. And, uh, it wasn't, it was actually not good at all. You want it to be able to black out. And then with, with, uh, greenhouses, I mean, you grow those during the, 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 the beginning of this, of spring. And you can black them out with blackout blinds and stuff like that if you want to have two harvests in one year. Right. But um, it's just it's just crazy. I mean, I've learned so much in the last year. But but really, I was I was going to be a farmer. I I grew and I grew some outdoor. But then, I mean, it was just kind of funny. It transitioned, and I was helping other farmers. I was just kind of educating and helping new farmers. And then they needed people to. So so this last fall, we helped harvest. So we actually have a big dryer that dries 18,000 pounds of flour at a time and within 48 hours. And so we help the farmers like do the processing side of it. So did you pick up your own dryer? Yeah, we picked up a big dryer and uh, trimmers, all that stuff. And we're still trimming right now. I mean, it's what, March and we still have flour we're trimming through. We've dried it all. We've cured it, they call it. And, and it's kind of like a fine wine. Like you, uh, you dry it. And you don't want the terpenes to, to uh, you don't want to use heat because it'll burn those terpenes off. And those terpenes are just as important as the CBD. And terpenes are smells. So, like, I mean, we have one that's called watermelon dream sauce. And it smells like watermelon. When we harvest it, it has that skunk smell that everyone hates. But, 
But then you smell that watermelon. I mean, berry blossom, you smell berries. I mean, they have full on terpenes in these plants. I mean, these plants are crazy. So is that all coming from the seed? Yeah, that's it's all genetic. genetic. And you have these different names of plants and the genetics, and that's what makes them what they are. So while they're genetically putting this in, they're genetically having them have a flavor or having yeah, them different types. But they're of- but that it's natural. It's a natural thing. But yeah, it's crazy. It's naturally growing that smell. But yeah, it, but it does obviously does have some genetics. That genetic modification for sure. But like each strain has a different smell. That's why we have one that's called Hawaiian Express. We have one that's called Watermelon Dream Sauce. We have one that's Berry Blossom, Terp Town. I mean, you name it. There's so many different genetics out there in flowers and they all have different smells. You can smell them. And like um, you and I, if we were to go in a room and smell them, you, you might not smell them as close as me. But, but when you're working but around once them. you work around them, like you can smell them full on. But you would smell that watermelon. It was just crazy. It blew my mind. Gotcha. That it smelled like that. But anyway, so so yeah, we did harvesting for people. We did the processing, did really well. And then we started selling it. And and that was the hardest thing that Utah um farmers had when they started. It wasn't just like corn or anything else, because you have a place to sell that. You have you know, you have you're saying through dairies and different yeah, avenues, dairies and horses. I mean, and- you can sell them overseas. You can sell them in, I'm almost like brokers, right? right? I mean, you can, I mean, these big farms, they sell them to brokers and the highest bidder gets it, right? Absolutely. And so nothing like that in the hemp industry. What are the limitations that Utah has? For um, so, well, so there's lots of limitations in Utah. For example, the flour can be used for like teas. And in some cases, if the, if people want to, they can smoke it. They get like a... A quick, let's say you're a, a ex-military and you're having an anxiety attack. You can take the oil, but it will take a good hour for them to have that hit them, like to like give them that anxiety relief. Through with, your blood system. Yep. But if you smoke it, which I don't do or I don't encourage, but if you do, within 15 seconds, they have relief. Okay. So that's, that, could, that can help save people's lives. You know, whether it's, it's just opened my eyes a little bit of that, but right. I mean, I'd never want my kids doing that. I mean, it's not good for your lungs. I mean, you teach dare, right? Um, uh, you know, like we don't want any of our kids. So no, it is a fine no, line, but nothing in the lungs other than air is what you want in there. Right. And, and everything can be perverted. Right. Right. Um, I mean, you name it. So, in oh, s- you know, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, so in the state of Utah, you can, you're allowed to go that way. I'm able to grow it, but you, they will not let you sell the flower within Utah. I can sell the oils, the pain creams, the CBD gummies that you can just eat. Like, I mean, they're like vitamins. I mean, they're safe for kids. Right. They don't make you high. I mean, it really is becoming a vitamin. Okay. CBD. Um, And and through the state of Utah, you can't sell them that way. You can't sell them that way, but it allows you to have an avenue of. Yeah. I can sell the oils. I can sell the pain creams. I can sell the, the uh, um, gummies, but not flour to consumers. They can get it if they have a medical card at a dispensary. Okay. So, and and you can legally possess it, hemp, but I can't sell. Okay. Through that. I, I can't sell. If I had a place to ship, it's just such a, it's the wild west that way, for sure. I mean, there's so many different gray areas. I mean, for example, I just got pulled over by a highway patrolman on my way over to Colorado with 300 pounds of hemp flour in it, bringing it to a processor out there. Well- you know, he didn't even, I mean, he, he looked at my license. We have a transfer permit and everything else, but I mean, they don't even want to touch it because I mean, the last one that 
went after him and arrested him, but they could easily arrest me. Right. They don't know whether it's marijuana or hemp. Right. Um, and what, so, what's the state laws of doing that? Being able to transport from state to state? Does uh, it all just depend on your license? It's 100% legal. Um, you just have to do a transfer permit. So it basically says, I'm transporting it from here, which in fact, I'm, go, I'm doing that tomorrow. Okay. We're sending one from here to Tennessee. And so on that way, and I, ha- I pay a courier to do it. Okay. Um, but on that way, if that courier gets pulled over and that cop, he has all the proper paperwork and everything. But if that cop in Kansas uh, doesn't believe him, he could literally take him to jail, arrest him, and then prove the paperwork, and then you're good. So the, but, question, the question I have is then, yeah. do other states recognize as hemp? Because obviously yeah. the state of Utah allows hemp, but are there right. other states not allowing it? And then here you are um, trying to transport through? So it's federally legal. So that's the, that's the hard thing. So they, they, if it's going through the state, then it's fine. But so long story short, there's a lot of gray areas. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a really tough industry. And then, in, in fact, I'm one of the only hemp farmers growers um we have a retail line as well that we sell all across all 50 states um but what i was getting at is like banks because of the chance of somebody pretending to be a hemp farmer and growing marijuana they don't like to bank with hemp people because because it could be a chance they can take hemp money but they can't take marijuana money because that's still federally illegal right and so luckily I was able to prove, you know, like, and they trusted me and, and I had people that I knew, but I was able to get an approved license, uh, not a license, approved bank account with this, with the bank here in Utah. And, uh, right now I'm the only one that has one, but what I'm getting at is when I go to Tennessee, this Tennessee farmer doesn't have a bank account. Okay. So I have to go, I, I send that flower out to Tennessee and then I have to fly out. I fly out on Friday in the morning and I pick up my money and I fly home. Because of the dy- dynamic of them not having a bank yeah. account in that area. Yep. They pay in cash. Okay. And, uh, and you carry so, a gun. Uh, yeah. Well, I can't because I have to fly. So, but the first time we did. No, ca- so carry yeah. on. You got to just book yeah. it in. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. It, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing. Um, yeah. It's just, it's the whole thing's just crazy. It's a whole nother it's, dynamic. It's a learning thing. It gets better and better every day. Right. Um, the scary part about it is that big pharmaceutical is eventually going to probably take over the little guys. And Ooh. it'll just be, once again, it'll just be in a pill and they'll, they'll grow it that way. Right. It'll be business. Obviously yeah. business and, yeah, and the it corporations gets are one part of that. But, uh, it, it, and then it'll just be interesting, right? So, so back to the oils. So we start messing around and... And more science is coming behind it. I didn't figure out that CBG is in a plant or CBN, but science started coming out with more and more stuff about it. So the hemp plant has more than just CBD that everyone knows about. Everyone knows CBD, CBD, CBD. But CBG is like not even like a percent of CBD is in a hemp plant. Not even a percent. So you're saying it doesn't pull up as CBD? There's a different... There's so many different ones. So like, you know, you got THC, you got CBD, CBN, CBG, CBC, all these different cannabinoids are in a hemp plant or a marijuana plant. And they didn't even know about them for years. So as, as they're getting more serious with it, you're saying scientists, they're they're figuring out. They're they're finding these other ones. Pinpointing different types inside. And that was the key point because 
CBD by itself is not that powerful to me, like in my personal opinion and what I've read and studied, right? Because it's, it's called the entourage effect. Like, so when you take the whole plant, you have a much better experience with pain, anxiety, relief, all that stuff. So that's when they started doing that. So what we've done is we've gotten high concentrations of CBG, high concentrations of CBN, and we created a thing called the Entourage Pack. And so it's all three of those oils. You have to get 20 plants to get a bottle. Of right? the CBG. CBG, yep. CBD, you have plenty of it, right? Okay. And then CBN, same thing. So CBN's actually part of the cannabinoids as they die off, as the cannabinoid dies off, that CBN's there. And what's funny about that is that helps you with sleep. So the sleepy part of this plant is coming from that CBN, the D, the D, uh, you know, just dying. Okay. The decay that. of that Yeah, plant. the decay. That's what I was looking for. Okay. And uh, so anyway, long story short, we got those three things. Um, CBG helps with energy. So you can use that as a pick-me-up. I mean, unreal on the nausea part. Like that's, I think, where the nausea relief comes from when people were saying they were taking THC. It's from that side. From the CBG. Okay. And, and the sleep part is from the CBN. So like, that's what I'm saying is like, THC is, it, there is some still some benefits to it in low doses, but like, really you can take the CBG, CBN, C, you know, those three cannabinoids and have a, an amazing experience. So while, while keeping the THC low to the yeah, point that you're not actually not getting even high, there. you're not getting down illegal that side. Well, but. and we, and we do dissolate. I mean, sorry, uh, isolate. It's, it takes it to the purest form. It's like a white powder. You would think it look like, looks like cocaine and it doesn't have any THC in that. It's 99.9% pure. CBD or CBN or CBG. So we've got it down to that purest form. So literally somebody that gets drug tested, because that was like some of the people that, you know, would tell me like, well, I can't take it. I'm a truck driver. Or I'm a police officer. Right. Um, uh, I don't want to like, look like I've been doing marijuana. Well, this stuff doesn't have any. Because and it's so been extracted. Out. It's been extracted to the purest form. It's, it's crazy. And uh, so anyway, so this stuff is THC free and still gives the benefits. So, Long story short, I, I, my wife was kind of the guinea pig on this and, uh, we start her on it and she was on a lot of pain pills. Like, cause she, I mean, has, she needs two hip replacements. I mean, she has chronic pain from her graft versus host that, you know, the, the dynamic I, in yeah, the blood. I mean, everything. And so we start her on it and literally within two days, she got off the pain pills because, two of, days. This, because of that pack. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. Cause Cause Brittany, I was like, I looked up like in the sky and said, okay, God, that's, that's what you were wanting me to do. Cause Brittany was like, Carl, I'm done. I mean, I, I liquidated every asset I had for this. I mean, I, we were near like one month from bankruptcy, you know, like, I mean, it was getting tight and I was just putting money and nothing was coming back in. And, and, you know, finally we, you know, now we know why. And we, the company's kicked off and we've done really well and we're helping people. And it's just really cool. Like you just push, you know, push through it and you get it. It keeps coming together. So, so one more success story before we, uh, I had this lady reach out to me. She has a, a boy and I don't know what he was diagnosed with, but he just, he can't control his body. He, um, has to be fed through a feeding tube. He's been that way since he was born. 
I mean, and, and he can't talk to tell you if he's in pain or if he's hungry. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. And I mean, this family is blessed with this angel, but then also, I mean, like, it's a lot of work Absolutely. and it's really frustrating as a parent to not be able to know what your kid is going through. And, you know, they've learned stuff, but anyway, she, she's been struggling for eight years. She's from Richfield. Okay. Um, and this, her son's eight years old now, eight years old now. Okay. And uh, she's never been able to get something to help him with the pain like it should. And, and he the spends nausea. most of his time in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah. He's just in a wheelchair. I mean, it, it's just crazy. And uh, she comes to me kind of desperate and it's like, you know, you've been posting about this CBD oil. Like, do you think it can really help? And I'm like, yeah, I really do. And, you know, I gave, I gave it to her for free. I, I don't charge people that are really in need of it. Right. And um, we give it to her. And she's like, no, I need to pay for it. I'm like, no, take it. And if, if, if it works, then tell me and we'll tell the world that it worked. Absolutely. Right? Help you. Yep. And so that will help me. And so she gets back to me two weeks later and, and I'm just going to read it. I just have it here on my phone. She says, uh, we have a medically fragile child with a, a white matter brain disease. So that's probably what, it, you know, what was, you know, the diagnosis. Uh, he has struggled with many health issues during his short eight years of life including sleep. He's never slept well. Um, we have uh, tried countless prescription medication, natural remedies, etc. We recently tried the CBN oil and have witnessed a miracle. His nights have dramatically... Just had a call. Sorry. Uh, his, his nights have dramatically um, improved. Uh, he's finally getting much better sleep. When he wakes up in the morning, he seems so much happier now. And... Uh, he, and then she says, she goes on to say, he has also struggled with lots of stomach and GI issues. The CBG that I was talking about helps a lot with that nausea. And uh, she said the oil has helped uh, tremendously. We, were, we're, we are forever thankful to have these products to help improve our son's quality of life. And I mean, since then, she's even said it's even helping more. And so as it gets into the system more. And you're talking about a young man here, eight years old, who's eating through a feeding tube. Yeah. And, and it's able to help with even the way he eats. Right. It calms his stomach down. Yeah, it calms his stomach down. Now, here's a cool thing. So, the brain's a powerful thing. I can say this pill will heal you. And if you believe me, it will heal you. In a sense that, like, let's say... It's a placebo it's gonna, effect. It, yeah, the placebo effect, right? So, that, that plays in a lot of things. Like, if someone advertises something... And they think it's going to help with energy. They take it and they're like, oh my gosh, it's giving me energy. But it may not, right? I mean, it could be sugar water. But like, what was cool about this is this kid has no way to communicate whether it's working. He doesn't know what you're giving him. And yet it worked. It's all off the effects on what they've been able to yeah. observe. Yeah. And uh, it was really cool. Like, I mean, I, I, my wife was telling the truth. I knew that, but she's my wife. She's going to say that, right. right? People will say that. Um, you know, they're just trying to peddle some CBD oil. But like with this, and, and we had so many others. I mean, you can go on Google and see all the different reviews we've had. Um, and it's pretty incredible. It's pretty fun. Just helping people live their lives. It, right. If you figure it's helping this eight-year-old, helping their family and being able to feed him better, being yeah. able to help him. Yeah. It can change his whole life if he's somewhat more enjoyable. Yeah, more functional. It can help them. I mean, so it's, it's been a cool thing. And uh, like I said, everything leads you to your next move in life and your next thing. And uh, it's just crazy where if you just let the guidance, the, 
the still small voice, whatever you want to call it. If you listen to it, you know, it can bring you to where we're at today. Like you just deciding to do this podcast thing. Right. 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 Hey, it gives me opportunity to talk to people. And it's cool. And bring out people's stories. Yeah. Just the story you're telling. There's a lot of highs and lows, a lot of things that people can understand oh, yeah. and gives a better depth perception of what, what is involved in this. Yeah. Because I'll be honest, we still live in a young time of CBD, mm-hmm. uh, the hemp plant, and a lot of people are still having their their critiques and different things. Yeah. And, and why not have a conversation? We need to have a conversation yeah. to find out what it's helping and what it can help and help people in their lives. Right. And, you know, I, for a long time, I've heard people say, well, law enforcement needs to back off. Marijuana saved me in these different things. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this has been a blanket effect <laughs> on everybody saying right. marijuana saved my life. Yeah. But I want to see the true facts of it. And if hemp is yeah. actually the way to go. Yeah. And then let's talk about that. Let's have exactly. the conversation. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, and I'm sure you learned some today, right? Jerry? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm not saying I've partaken of any of this, yeah. but uh, I, I, yeah, I want to help people. I, well, I want to well, see people. Well, I have happy. some here so, for you right no, now. I'm yeah, just joking. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. So, but, uh, so tell me this. I, I just want to know what's the future? What do you, what do you want to see yeah. in the future in the next year that you want to accomplish? Yeah. With this so, avenue? so we're just getting bigger and bigger. Um, we're, the we have different avenues that we sell on our retail channel um we have acquired the website frosted fire blends and, and if they search that frosted fire blends, blends it's it's not active yet okay it's our website we we do have frosted fire or frosted-fire.com okay and you can go there and order the oils you can order like the paint creams you can order flour if you're not in utah right you know like so you can go on there and see everything and, and learn about it. Um, but what the blend site is going to be is it's focus 100% on oils, essential oils, because CBD, CBG, CBN, those are just ingredients. That shouldn't be the main product. Okay. Okay. Ingredients in whatever you, you are yeah, using. Right. So we, we want to use natural medicine. So the blends is going to be, for example, I'll give you one. Um, if you struggle with energy, we are going to make an energy pack. And it's all natural stuff that will help you with energy. The CBG helps you with energy. But, but then this, and I won't go into too many details, but this essential uh, oil can help. This um, different tea or extract or whatever can help with energy. So we're going to be selling them that way because everybody's different. Everybody struggles with something else. So we're going to have one for sleep. And different natural sleep aids there, lavender oil, you know, right. that helps with uh, sleep. So, so it's going to be uh, hyper-focused on what you're struggling with. And then if you're struggling with all of it, that's the entourage pack. Okay, right? of all of them. Yeah, that's all of them. And so, yeah, we're just going to super, have super hyper-focused, like, you know, focused one, like one that's called focus. Right. One's that's energy, one's sleep, one's, uh, you know, for nausea. I mean, so there's going to be super... It's going to be cool. It, you know, it's, it's just going to be focus on that. We'll have success stories like uh, this boy here and uh, people will just be able to get a better view on it. Better avenue, so, better yeah. understanding. I yeah. think it's important education. Be able yeah, to learn education about it. is key. It, it is coming here. And that's what people need to understand. It is here. It's yeah. growing. It is replacing yeah. different fields and people are growing it. They need to understand that. Yeah. And un- we all need to find out what it is actually doing. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, if I go to Walmart and I walk through the hair hair salon area and yeah, the oh, next thing you know, this is with C B D and then, yeah. yeah, people might feel better about buying that, but does it really do anything? Yeah. Do right. people even know there, what they're doing? There's getting a involved lot in? of snake oil out there. There is a lot. And, and the whole uh, avenue of that. The FDA does not even regulate it at this time. So but, that's the part that's the bad part. So I've had people come to me and say, I've tried C B D oil and it did nothing. 
Right. It's snake oil. And that was true. Yeah. Like they could have got a bottle of oil with maybe one little percent of CBD. But here's a mind blowing thing. Amazon never buys CBD from Amazon or even Google. And the reason why is they will not let me advertise real CBD oil. On their websites. Yeah. If you look into details of like Amazon, you go on there, oh, well, it's only $19. Carl's charging $55, right? Why, do you, why is that? Well, uh, I'm going to tell okay. you. So, so like on Amazon, if you read the details, it's really deceiving marketing. It says CBD is known to help. Da, 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 da. Well, that's true. That's a fact. But that's not what's in it. It's, it's CBD. It's, it's uh, hemp seed. So they're taking hemp seed and grinding it up grinding it up and putting it in oils because so, i've seen where they've said cbd cbd or hemp seed and this is what they're using like yeah but if you're just doing the seed it's not getting the that's same that's not oils. giving you that that has some some you know things that can hemp be good for you right but nothing for pain nothing that like the true hemp oil does so it's interesting i mean i get shut down all the time on google because of that. Do, if i put hemp or CBD in any ad, they'll shut it down. Do, what, why do you think they do that? Um, it's interesting. It's, uh, it's, it's because of those gray areas. For example, Kansas. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kansas doesn't um, allow the sell in their state. Okay. Okay. But it's legal. So they can buy like, it from outside the federally. state and bring yeah, there. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Okay. But, but so there's just different regulations, but then... I mean, I don't want to be a conspiracist because I'm really not, but there is a lot of stuff going on. Like, for example, like the word CBD, before it was even legalized in the United States, a pharmaceutical company copyrighted the word CBD. They copyrighted it so that someday when it becomes mainstream, that company will be able to sue people for saying CBD. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, we talk about big government and the you know, underhand deals. And I see it. I see it in the industry of the medical marijuana in Utah. I mean, all the licenses that were given were given to people that you guarantee paid somebody in the state of Utah that's in government. Well, there was a lot of money to get a permit. There's a lot of money to get Oh, yeah. I mean, you pay 250000 to even be considered. Right. Yeah, so There's you money. just lose two hundred fifty thousand. So they weed out all the little guys, right? But then on top of that, I mean, they were going to give twelve licenses away in Utah. They gave eight, and three of them were to the same company. Just spread out. Yeah, so they're just manipulating yeah. in their benefit. Yeah, yeah, it's very corrupt. I mean, so I mean, I can go out and all day on that side of things, but um, do you see the state of Utah getting to the point where marijuana is going to be legal? Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Beauty? So I mean, right now, if you get a medical card. Okay. You can go and you can get marijuana at any dispensary in Utah and you can legally possess it. Okay. Let me rephrase it then. What about recreational? <clears throat> um, I don't see the state of Utah ever doing that. Now, if it becomes legal nationally, I mean, that'll mess up a lot of things. It, it really will. And that's where, if that happens, I think the big pharmaceutical companies are going to take over. It'll get even more corporate. Yeah. Corporate. More corporate. Yeah, deceitful. I mean, it, it, it'll get crazy. Um, well, so, I, even people in this area have made comments. I said, well, you got all the hemp growers and people doing that. They're just one step away from growing the real thing. 
And it's like, well, is that really the benefit here? Because if it, yeah. if THC just judging from your story, THC is yeah. not the benefit. No, it's these other avenues that you're talking yeah. about. I mean, the way the world is, THC sells way faster. Right, right, because everyone wants to. Side. Everyone wants to get high. Well, I mean, not everyone. Sure, but you know what I'm saying? I'm sure rubbing like, alcohol and versus right. actual, you know, ethanol is, yeah. is a huge difference. Exactly. If you want to drink it, yeah. So, um, it's a huge industry. Um, Utah can't even keep up with the medical marijuana with their eight growers right now. Um, that many people are in Utah are using it right now that they can't even keep up with their eight. They have to grow it indoors and uh, they can't keep up with the flow. So the grow is just And what's crazy, okay, is medical or marijuana is illegal federally, right? So states can be legalize it, right? Okay. For medical or for recreational, like, you know, California, Nevada, they're both medical and recreational legal. But um, Utah is just medical. And what's crazy is that you, like, so they have a shortage right now, right? They don't have enough marijuana to feed all the licenses in Utah. Well, they can't go to Nevada, California and bring to it get here because it cannot go across the borders. So they made it up in such a way that those licenses are guaranteed to oh, yeah. have the square footage oh, of the man. state of Utah. I mean, anything they grow, they got sold. Yeah. Right. It's theirs. It's a monopoly. Um, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I, I, yeah, I won't say that, but, but <laughs> it's, it, a crazy it's, avenue. It, it's a crazy avenue. Awesome. Yep. awesome. So, but I mean, thank goodness we don't need it. We right. don't need THC. I mean, really like CBD, CBN, all these different cannabinoids, the terpenes, they all heal. Like, and I didn't get into the terpenes, like not only smells, but one terpene can give you energy. One can help you asleep. And they're just... Just different parts of the plant. I mean, what do you mean so by much terpene? To You're just saying the just terpenes the and the off. smell. The smell of, but the smell is also an effect. How do you extract the smell of it? Um, it's it's just naturally excreted when you're doing like because they press it. Like you can press a hemp flower, for example. Okay, and it excretes the oils. So you're just saying collecting collecting that oil yeah. and using it as a smell. Yep. So as a uh, smell in your home, is that what you're no, saying? No, 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 no. You mean smell? No, the smell actually has not just, it's not just used for smell. That, that terpene is actually used for medical purposes. It's not just for the smell. It has different components in it that can help you. It's weird because I thought terpenes at first, when I was first learning, that's just the smells. But when you have the terpenes, because see, all of our current oils don't have terpenes in it. And the reason why is no one wants to taste skunk in their mouth okay right okay so they extract so, that so and that's what we've done is we've made it so that it's tasteless you don't have any taste and um with that isolate and yeah like it, it still has the benefits because we have so many different components in high doses but there's still so much to learn you know and i even met a, a company out of colorado just recently he's like a professional jam maker for years old guy okay. just just genius, really. And uh, he gave me some CBD oil there because he does the test. So I can send him for test labs. Okay. Send him um, some portions. Yeah, of some samples. portions to have him test it and make sure it's legally compliant and all that stuff. And uh, anyway, yeah, he, he has one that's a full spectrum, which means like it's all parts of the plant. And normally those taste like skunk. Well, he's got it so that it's like doesn't taste still. It's crazy. He's taking that, that yeah, change Yeah, and he's, I'm like, what did you do? And he's like, well, it's just the purest form. Like, I'm just, you know, like, so these guys, I'm like, so you're saying these guys, it, it tastes like skunk. It's like not the purest form. He's like, no. Gotcha. So it's, it's like I said, it's just like, it's a 
growing learning industry and it, there's just going to be more and more science that comes behind it. Right. But I just fear that as that happens, corporate, corporate will take over. Right. Well, and, and there's so, a lot of money in the medical but, side. But I hope that we'll be large enough that we, at that point, because we are, it's a very young industry and we hope that we can be, you know, there so we can kind of keep it less perverse and of course reap the benefits. So, so as, as we're talking to these listeners, people that are listening, what would you advise them to do? Read about it? Um, so I mean, I could do a plug and say, go to my website, frosted dash fire. And, you know, I have information right on there that we can give you on different products. Um, we have a chat room on there, so you can just go on there and ask us questions. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can scour the internet, but you'll find that most of those are just leading them to their product. So if you Google advertising, yeah, CBD. So you put in a big, huge forum and information you'll read it and then at the very end buy cbd right here so and that's just clickbait so sometimes you can be led astray that way absolutely and you can buy the snake oil you know so like i mean yeah it's it's like i said it's you gotta know you gotta trust somebody right that you, you can trust that their product is real and then it has the real stuff i mean until the fda gets in it and and i think that's very close the time is coming yeah the fda i think within a year the fda will be involved and everything we do is the fda standards because we want to be able to slide right in and not have to change our whole company model all all of um, their changes yeah and then lose the ground that we have you know so um well, you're on you're yeah. on some rough ground man you yeah, looks like you're headed in the right direction if yeah, this is where you want to go it's uh finally Proving that w- I won't be just dumping more money into it. <laughs> <laughs> Finally making a little money back. <laughs> going from a cell phone salesman to internet yeah. salesman. Now here you are uh, yeah. trying to get this hemp product going. Yeah, uh, Sounds like an awesome deal if you can keep it going and yeah. hopefully find the avenue which you need to go on. Yeah, it's it's going. Uh, we're, we're big on wholesale. So we wholesale to big, big companies. Like we just, we actually just signed a deal yesterday. 20,000 pounds. That um, you have to provide for to provide to a, a company that's the largest hemp buyer in the United States. And I have a farmer in Utah that has that much and that's what the contract was for. So I help sell, you know, all these farmers, like back to that, like where they don't have a place to sell this stuff. Right. I help all the farmers in Utah sell their stuff. Okay. You know, I just, I charge them a small fee and be a broker for them. Yeah. I broker it out and sell it. And cause you can't just Google right. buyer. No. Right. Like, no. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like I had to like, do two years of research to find buyers like in Tennessee and California in Colorado. I mean, it, it's just crazy. The industry's, it's been fun. Awesome. So, and it's helping you, helping yeah. you and your wife, yeah. helping, your helping family. us, helping other people. It's very rewarding. I mean, the money side of things is always a benefit, you know, unfortunately that's what life runs on, but, uh, you can help people on the way, you know, if, if you believe in a product, you can always sell it. And I believe in my products. And, and I, I'm not that guy that like wants just one sale, you know, I want you coming back every month because it works, you know, some of these not companies, the effect. yeah, I mean, these, some of these companies, they just sell product that's garbage, but they put a bunch of money in marketing and everyone goes on Amazon and buys oil that's made a seat <laughs> and it's just throwing you all off. Right. So, so okay. anyway, yeah. Okay. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you. Like, thanks for taking the time. Hopefully it wasn't just a bunch of rambled 
Oh, I'm Jumbled. sure it is, man. I'm sure people are going to have to. You're going to have to do a lot of editing. <laughs> people say, right. what are they even talking about? But, I, ha- I have ADD. So, there you go. I mean, that I jump all over the place. Maybe that's why I have so many businesses. <laughs> I just get bored and I got to start something new. So. Well, don't do it again, man. You yeah. got to stick no, around. I'm done. So. I'm done. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time, <laughs> yeah. guys. So, appreciate Thanks, you. man. We'll thank see you. Ya. Bye. Well, that's it for this episode of Mirrored Up. I'd like to once again thank my guests for joining me in this episode. I'd like to thank all of you for listening. If you'd like to message or comment on the show, please join me on Facebook under Mirrored Up. And I look forward to you joining me in the next episode.